On today's episode of Before You Kill Yourself, we have Madeline Fedorova, who has created an app for relieving your anxiety called Anxiety Reliever. And today she shares her journey of how she relieved her own anxiety and how she took those lessons and incorporated it into her app called Anxiety Reliever. Uh, You'll want to tune in from beginning to end. There's so many nuggets in here in terms of how to manage your fear, how to handle your triggers. Uh, We talk about binaural sounds, ASMR. We talk about how to go beyond the veil, meaning how do we sit in our emotions? How do we stay with our feelings? And what do we do when we feel resistance. If you've struggled with any of these, if you've felt disconnected or you feel like you're a burden, this is the episode that you want to listen to. So with that said, let's get into the episode. I started Anxiety Reliever when I was 18 years old. I'm 23 now. So um, it's something that I'm very passionate about and I hope to continue helping as many people as possible. What? So I, I, I'm assuming that you've been struggled with this most of your life, if not all your life. Uh, not all my life for sure. So I struggled with anxiety from the age of 16 to 17. And my, I had like severe anxiety where I couldn't really live a normal life. So <laughs> I had to do something and I started to, um, well, just to kind of go back um, in my story, I started meditating when I was 13. So I've always been very interested in meditation and mindfulness and all different wellness techniques. So when I was very, I wouldn't say I was anxious. I was like, I had severe anxiety all the time, morning to evening. And then at night I couldn't sleep. It was that bad. So I was I was looking for answers. I was looking for ways to feel better because I knew that the things that I'm seeking there inside and I can get out of this um, horrible physical um, experience because anxiety, anxiety feels absolutely horrible. So I started to track my triggers so I started, I started to actually journal um, of, and just put down and write about experiences that would trigger me and how I felt and uh, what kind of thoughts were going through my mind. And I was meditating a lot at that time. So I would do like two hours, of med- two hours a day of meditation, um, which I think is, is a very long time. I was 17 years old. I was in such a bad uh place um emotionally physically i was i was just an absolute wreck um and i was looking for ways to figure the situation out because i'm the kind of person that doesn't really believe in the impossible <laughs> like i knew that i'll figure out a way to overcome my anxiety and it's gonna happen so i started to experiment i was doing the two hours of meditation um, but what really helped me the most is, uh, tracking to, by journaling and tracking my triggers, I was able to identify patterns and then work with those during meditation. So I would close my eyes and like put myself in scenarios that would be triggering to me and focus on processing them in the moment. So what really made my anxiety be so severe is the fact that I was resisting my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings. I was just resistance machine. <laughs> um, and then when I started to realize, like, I have to change this behavior, the resistance causes me so much pain. And those feelings that I've resisted in the past, they never left. They're still with me. 
So whenever someone resists something, that is just still stays with you until you process and clear it. So I started to clear my stuff. I started to work on just staying with myself and feeling all the feelings and being aware of all the thoughts that were in my mind. And it was scary at times. It was very painful. Uh, But every time I did it, I would feel better and better and better. And seven months after that, I was no longer having anxiety. And I was like, oh, this is very interesting. Um, And being someone who's a product designer, I knew that I wanted to do something about this. I really wanted to bring out an app um, to the market that would help people to track their anxiety so that they can understand their patterns, their triggers, and work with those and provide some kind of mindfulness content um, around my experience and what I've learned so far. So I dropped out of, because I got accepted to California Institute of the Arts, I dropped out of that school and decided to build an app. Wow. I mean, the whole story is is remarkable. One, why did you feel the need to drop out of CalArts? Did you feel like the app and the energy that you have to put into it would require so much time and effort? Yeah, so it felt like it wasn't the right thing for me. It just felt wrong. And I just follow my intuition throughout life. So I knew this is something that I had to do. And to this day, it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. Um, It helped me to build the app, even from like financial standpoint. Like if I stayed in in school, I would not be able to build the app just because building an app is, is expensive. Um, I would never help the people that I've helped. I would never receive the, I've got so many emails over the years from people that went through the app, like listened to all the, uh, the audio recordings and that information really helped change their life. So it has been such a blessing in my life. So yeah, that decision was amazing. Uh, can we backtrack a little bit? You said, you know, yeah. the anxiety really hits you between 16 and, and 18. Um, 17, yeah. Or, and and so seven, what yeah. what happened around there? Were you able to to track? Was it some earlier uh, events that happened? or? Uh, it's very interesting because I've always been the kind of um, teenager that I, I cared about um, – spirituality not from like religious standpoint but more from like holistic view of things and and meditation and uh i was i had a like gratitude journals uh but i got really deep into this um idea of positive thinking it was so big at that time where i read like at least five books on the topic um and I'm very much a person who is very goal. Like I'm very oriented towards achieving goals and um, getting to the place where I want to be. So for me, I was like, oh, okay. So I have to think positively. Like I read all these, these books and people are saying uh, law of attraction and, and things like that. So um, I started to suppress things like resist. I started to resist and I think it started probably um, very early on when I turned 16. I, 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 like, it was the time where I read all the books and I was like, okay, so I'm going to try this positive thinking method. <laughs> um, so I started to do not a very healthy things in terms of like what you can do with your emotions. I started to suppress all the negative feelings that I felt. I started to suppress all the thoughts and, and the fears that I had, because if you read those books, they tell you like, if you feel this negative energy and if you have those negative thoughts, that will happen in your life. So I started to believe in that. So I started to resist and suppress because I didn't know any better. Um, and that really uh, messed up my emotional state. 
because I had all of a sudden I had uh, it didn't happen um, like in, in a matter of a of, of a week, but it happened within a few months. I started to feel oh okay, so I never felt this way before. I have this fear, which is clearly accumulated, um, and when you suppress something like that, this, this energy just stays with you and just builds up, builds up to the point where you is just, is just a very horrible experience and you cannot sleep. I was, yeah, as I said, I had anxiety all the time. So I knew that I've created it. I have to find a way to figure this whole thing out. And it has been a journey, a journey of self-exploration of figuring things out. But it started because I was just resisting, because I was in fear. Because anxiety is fear. And when you suppress things, when you push things away, like all your emotions, when you don't want to experience them, those painful feelings and all that pain, instead, if you resist it and suppress it, that all stays with you, that doesn't go anywhere and just gets accumulated and accumulated until you um, have some kind of very dramatic moment in your life. Um, so that, that was the cause of my anxiety. What was your fear based upon? Oh, the future. I was so, it, it sounds now looking back, it sounds crazy, right? But as someone, and there are many people <laughs> that experienced the same thing at that time. And keep in mind, I'm a teenager. I'm reading all the positive thinking books and I'm thinking, Oh, okay. So if I do what they're saying, like all the laws of attraction, you have to send out all the positive uh, frequencies into the universe uh, or else. Uh, yeah. So I started to experience a lot of fear based on, oh, my gosh, I'm going to send those, this, this frequency into the universe and it's going to come back. Um, yeah. So I started to resist whenever I had like a, some kind of very negative thought, I would just resist it. I would shut down. I was just like, I was in fear cause I was afraid. I, I believed, um, uh, in that kind of, uh, mentality of positive thinking because it's so unbalanced. Uh, this whole, whole notion of thinking positively, not thinking negatively, because if you think negatively, you're going to attract negative things. Um, cause people that have read those books and listened to all these talks, they know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, um, if you think about it, it's very unhealthy. It puts all this pressure on people to like, think positively and the positive things will happen to you. Same thing, emotions, you know, sending them out into the universe. So I was that kind of teenager that read books, um, why zebras don't get ulcers. Like I, I, <laughs> I was, I was, um, eating very healthy all the time. So I was in this like search for, um, making my life better. So I was like, okay, positive thinking. So it kind of, uh, really sucked me into this hole of, of, of fear as a teenager. So that's what happened to me. You know, so many people right now definitely have a fear of the future. Um, and you know, whether they fear tomorrow, a month from now, years from now, uh, and, and, you know, the news and social media are really doing a great job of, of stoking mm -hmm. that fear. Uh, even before, my question, I guess, is even before you read the self-help books and before that, was there, was there something that was going on before that that, that led you to reading the self-help books? Uh, you see, I've always been... Um, uh, someone who is very interested in seeking uh, wisdom and looking for answers. Uh, I'm a very curious person throughout life and always question the big things. Um, so I've always been drawn to that self-help section <laughs> of the bookstore. Um, always very interested in... Uh, in uh, Egyptian philosophies and, and um, everything that's, that's a bit out of the ordinary. Um, Egyptian so philosophies, what, uh, what does that entail? I've never heard anyone uh, discuss that. Well, I've, I've always been very interested. Like what's the, the hidden reason behind like the pyramids and, uh, and like, 
aliens and there's so much to talk about just on Egypt and, and, um, and especially when I was a teenager, I was very interested in that. So I, I've been always all my life very, very connected to um, spirituality and just about questioning things. Like, is, is what we're being told, is that really true? Is that really the case? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I started meditating when I was four, uh, 13 years old. I was a very worried kid. I was always worried about the future. Um, I was worried about school. I was worried about at 13. I was like planning out my future life <laughs> and it would get me so stressed out. It would get me so worried. I was uh, in a lot of fear. So in order to kind of keep myself um, healthy, I was like, I'm going to try meditation. So that's how I got into meditation when I was 13. Um, it didn't work at first. I was like so confused. And then slowly I started to develop my own practice to the point where you know I'm meditating. But for me, it's like way more than just quiet, quieting the mind because that's, that's no longer what meditation is for me because my mind is, I don't have trouble with thoughts. Like I'm not fighting thoughts. I don't have trouble with like negative, positive thoughts. Um, I just allow things to be the way they are. So it's been just a very interesting journey of, of, um, seeking knowledge and going within, um, and just figuring out, um, finding answers to my questions. I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I, I get it. It's, it's, I remember, uh, I'm, I'm similar in that respect where, um, uh, I, when I, uh, am interested in something, I become very deeply interested in it and I want to explore all the different angles. And I'm vastly curious about all the things, uh, involved in it, uh, to the point where sometimes it could interfere with sleep and, and trigger, uh, it definitely uh, can trigger anxiety because I get excited mm -hmm. about it. I go, ooh, I can't, I wonder, I wonder, you know, I should be going to bed. But I'm like, no, no, one more chapter or one more page. And um, so it can, it can disrupt me uh, in that way. This, this idea of thinking about the future and the next steps and planning and, and, and uh, uh, what tomorrow's going to be or the next five or 10 years of my life is going to be, uh, did that come from family? Were, were, are your parents, did your parents have you thinking about that? Did they, were they threatening to kick you out the house? What was going on at home? Uh, no, the, at home, things were really great. I think that I, I it was, it's just part of my personality uh, to be the person who is a planner, who is taking responsibility, who is um, figuring things out. So at home, it was, it was very quiet and um, yeah, it, there wasn't like any pressure on me. Um, but I was taking, um, just, just like, I felt responsibility, uh, just, um, growing up as a kid and, and really thinking of like, I've always been the kind of person who was thinking about the future and just being very like, career oriented. I was trying to figure things out at 13 years old. I was so stressed out. Um, it was, um, it was just part of my personality it, at home. Things were fine at school. Things were fine, but I was just, I'm, I was such a planner, but that's what really started my journey. My, all of this journey, the, this whole experience. Um, so it's all been really, really great. Um, you have if it wasn't, yeah, I have a sister five years younger than me. Oh, and is she, is she similar to you or are you too vast? No, she's different. She's different. Um, yeah, she has a different personality than me. Um, yeah, but also personality changes throughout life. If you really work on yourself. So now uh, I used to be the all stressed out one. Now I'm like super chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super duper chill. People that know me know this. Like um, whenever something happens, they're like, why aren't you worried? Why aren't you worried? I'm like, well, things are going to be fine. Um, yeah. 
So talk to me about this two-hour meditation. You know, I I study uh, Yuval Harari, and and he will go on like a three-month sabbatical or retreat, rather, where he'll meditate every day for uh, extended hours at a time. And the I think the longest I've met and the longest I've meditated is a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you talk to us about the experience of sitting for two hours? Because I think that a lot of people, when they think of meditation, they think it's should only be calming. Like it's like you you close your eyes, you sit there. And automatically you should be relaxed. And, and, and that's further from the truth. Can you talk to us of what, what yeah. two hours feels like and what comes up? And so, so meditation can mean so many things. Meditation can mean um, I'm putting a, a timer for 15 minutes to uh, calm down my mind. Meditation can mean I'm going into, I'm, I'm triggered in the moment. I'm going, I'm closing my eyes. It doesn't matter where I am or I, you don't really have to close your eyes. You just have to be present with yourself and I'm staying present with everything that I'm feeling inside. So all of these emotions can come out. So when I was doing the two hour, two hours of meditation each day, I was just trying to figure myself out just from an emotional standpoint. Um, I would sit and just, be with myself, be with all the pain that I felt. And I felt a lot of pain. Whenever you're processing things out, they're all going to come out and feel really, really bad. So you need to have that kind of uh, space in your day to just sit, sit down or like, it doesn't matter how you meditate. Just it's all about just staying present in the moment. Sometimes I meditate on a subway, like with my eyes open. Um, so it's all about at that time and still is now for me, it's about, going deeper within. And when I was uh, doing the two, two hours of meditation, I would, I would just stay with myself and feel everything. I would let the thoughts be the way they are, like, like the clouds in the sky, like passing. So I would focus on allowing myself uh, to feel everything and just let that energy pass through me. So not, not being in resistance because if whenever I was just going throughout my day, whenever it was something triggered me, I would just feel horrible instantaneously and I would shut down because I was in so much fear. So, um, that two hours of meditation really helped me to, to process those things. So now, for example, I never set time. I never like think, Oh, okay. So I'm going to meditate for two hours. I meditate twice each morning and evening, evening each day. So I can be, I can even meditate whenever I feel like it, whenever I feel like, Oh, I, I, I feel I'm aware I need to sit down with myself and, uh, stay present. So that's what I do. It, it no longer becomes, uh, this is something I need to relax. I don't because, it used to be the case I years ago I used to meditate because I was worried. So meditation would help me to calm down. Then it turned into I need meditation so I can figure out why I have so much anxiety so I could process this. And now I meditate because I want to go deeper within myself. And uh, so to say, go beyond the veil, try to experience feel the connection of all within so it has been a journey and for you, like people think that there is a right or wrong way of meditating, meditating. What it means is just being in the moment and being aware. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you're sitting in a lotus position um, or if you are sitting at a chair or standing or where you are, you can check in with yourself and be present in that moment and that's already can be considered something as meditation because you are aware you're mindful of what's going on and that's where the true true power lies any situation anything that we're experiencing now um if we just observe it if we don't judge it so um if 
the person meditates for a while, they will start to feel like they become more neutral to things. That's where the calmness comes in and just, just this inner peace. So you start to become neutral to things. Um, and you are able to experience things in a different way so you don't get triggered um, if compared to like yourself in the past uh, where something would happen and you're all triggered and you're all in fear and panic. But now, uh, this is me talking about my experience, I, I observe, I accept because meditation is also about acceptance and non-judgment. So it's, it's about staying present and just seeing things as they are and feeling things, but without labeling, oh, this is good, this is bad. Or if, if people sometimes they think, oh my gosh, my mind is so cluttered, this is bad. Uh, I'm not doing meditation correctly, but it's practice it's time it's just allow yourself be the way the way you are right now don't try to change anything just stay with your thoughts emotions and feelings as they are right now because anything that's painful that that you're experiencing will pass it will never stay everything passes so instead of labeling as this emotion is good this is bad this is that just don't label. Just see things as they are without any judgment. And that's where that's where the peace is at. That's how you become peaceful and calm in life and able to take on uh, very challenging moments that would be very hard to deal with in a more uh, with more ease and uh, peace. You know, even just listening to you talking about calmness. Uh, non-judgment acceptance I find myself more relaxed now <laughs> than I was That's wonderful. That's wonderful. at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast and you know can we talk about triggers because yeah. what I find fascinating is that when we think of triggers uh, we usually tend to think of them as just negative events triggering mm -hmm. negative emotions. But there can also be, quote unquote, positive triggers like uh, music or um, colors or foods. T triggers can, it could be time of day. There are so many things that can trigger us. Uh, can you share with us some of the, the triggers that you've been able to track for yourself? So I actually would debate about um, negative triggers because anytime you come across a trigger, it's an opportunity for growth. Beautiful. Period. So there's not really like a trigger that this is a negative trigger. Like it is an opportunity for growth and you will come out a better version of yourself regardless, whatever that version is going to be because we're all experiencing life in different ways. So triggers can be for different people, so many different things. And, um, something, you know, that's of a lower resonance, right. That feels really bad in the body. Um, if you actually stay with all those feelings, they will come out, they will dissipate. Um, it can take a minute or three minutes, 10 minutes, a bit longer sometimes, or less, it, it depends. But if you stay with those like feelings that just just at the, they feel absolutely awful, and usually uh, for people that have severe anxiety, they have those moments where they feel so bad, plus they're like fears in your head. So it's it's all about just staying with that absolute chaos in a way where it's you just letting those things be. You just you just don't don't judge. I have this uh, mantra that I was repeating. Um, when I had the severe anxiety, I would just remind myself to just don't judge. Let it be the way, let the things be the way they are. I, I talk about the, that in, in um, audio recordings uh, on the app. So we experience different emotions and each emotion is beautiful in its own way. And if you take 
judgment out of it, then life just becomes so much easier. Um, there's so much uncertainty now in this world, but we really have to focus on, first of all, we have to accept that things are the way they are right now, but things are always changing. Things are always moving. Things are, you never know what kind of opportunities will be waiting for you around the corner. It's always about never giving up. Always think um, that things happen for a reason. Things happen so we evolve as beings. So this time is especially um, interesting for all of us because, yes, there's some uncertainty, but one thing that we know is that we have ourselves. And if we take care of ourselves internally, then our external will also start changing. So I think this is something that's very important for people to, to know that there are people that feel the same way and that it's okay to have all these low emotions and days when you just feel bad because we as a society, we put so much, so much pressure on feeling good. Like you have to feel good, do something that's going to make you feel better. But we don't really talk about sitting down and, and staying with all our emotions, right? Just being in, a, in an acceptance of everything, not in resistance or in fear or in judgment, but being open to, yes, we have those experiences, but things will change. Things will pass. And whatever happens now is happening for a reason. The world is changing. People are waking up to the idea that, you know, we need each other. We need to work together to make some kind of difference, which is amazing. And yes, things are tough and challenging and we don't know what's around the corner, but everything will go the way it's supposed to be. And we are in fear and panic and anxiety is only going to make us feel way worse because this is the time for us to go inside, to stay within, to, to look at things that, that a lot of people have neglected to look at. And this is the time of, I would say even like awakening for a lot of people, which is beautiful because I've, I have yet to encounter someone who had some kind of spiritual path or um, revelations because they had a very um, happy, uh, happy, happy life all the time. Usually the spiritual path and like all these advancements, they happen because of some kind of critical situation that took place in the person's life, like a wake up call. And then things start to start to roll. You start to, oh, okay, so I can make better choices here or I can follow. I have this job. I lost this job, but here's an opportunity that that can, you know, uh, unravel for me and I can do something else that I've always wanted, but never thought was possible. But all of a sudden now that career path is, is for some reason, let's say someone lost a job. There's always going to be something and thinking, Oh, this is how things are and things are bad. And, and all of this just no, because this is the perfect time for us as, as, um, as humans to realize our potential and like we can build better structures and uh, we can elevate ourselves. And this is actually a very interesting and uh, exciting time in a way that, yes, it's challenging, but it's challenging us all to rethink what we're doing and how we're living life. So that's how I see things. You, you talked about so it's an opportunity for us to elevate and rebuild our structures. Uh are there things that you've incorporated into your daily routine outside of the meditation and the, uh, so, the journaling? So I uh, stopped journaling a long time ago, I would say 
um, be like two and a half years because uh, I didn't feel the need to journal anymore. Because when you go um, through this path of, of meditating for such a long time and being on this journey, your extremes of very low lows and very high highs, they start to meet. So you start to become just more, you start to become calmer and more neutral to things. So I felt that I know I no longer felt the need to write things or because I'm the kind of person that I think if something bothers you, right. And you have to, you have to if you feel this need to write. You should write, you should talk, you should really never suppress those feelings. You should find an outlet for them. So journaling was very great at the time and I did it. And after I overcame anxiety, I just continued journaling for the sake of, I liked it. It was, um, it was a nice, um, thing to look back on (laughs) after some time and just, um, analyze and contemplate how I dealt with certain situations. And, and, um, whenever I felt even like stressed, I would just journal. And then I got to the point where I felt I no longer wanted to journal. There was like no need. There's nothing that makes me want to journal, um, inside. So there wasn't any desire to do that anymore. So I just continued with meditation and, uh, what I would do right now, I would actually, I don't know what I would do. My, my routine hasn't changed, uh, since this, um, isolation period have started. I've been just meditating whenever I feel like it. Sometimes, sometimes I'm, I could be working and I feel all of a sudden, like I need to stay with myself. So I take a moment I, and I just stay with my feelings and just feel them because I, I'm very aware. So whenever something is, I feel off, I need to address it. Uh, there are times when, when I cannot really address it when, for example, I'm having a meeting Um, but after the meeting, I take a few minutes to, okay. So just to figure out why am I feeling a certain way and how I can adjust. And there's no right or wrong way of feeling. It's just you experiencing life in different ways and, and you feel different things and all feelings are beautiful. So regardless of how painful they are, because whenever we start to resist, uh, it, that's where the majority of all the pain comes from is the resistance. So you would think, Oh, this situation is bad. So I'm going to resist it. And that's just a very painful thing to do. So for me, I don't really have like a set time where, okay, I'm meditating. Um, I usually meditate morning and evening, uh, whenever I feel like it and I really like it. So <laughs> that's why after all these years, I, uh, keep meditating, um, but nothing, nothing has changed really. Uh, on the app, you have ASMR, uh, to yeah. help people relax. Can you talk to us about <clears throat> why it's helpful and how you use it? So I'm a big fan of ASMR. I think it really helps you to calm down even when you're not really stressed. Uh, sometimes you can feel very excited if you're like, I'm a, I'm a designer, so I uh, can do one project, another project, and I can get super excited. And, I, and then it's like I got to sleep, and I'm feeling like all these um, <clears throat> all excited. So sometimes I like to listen to uh, to ASMR, and um, it's just it's very soothing. I, I, I enjoy it. It's there's something uh, comforting about it, and um, I like soft human voices and, and anything like that, that sounds just calm. So you don't really necessarily, it's not just about, it's not just for people who are really, really stressed out people who can just want something soothing to help them fall asleep or just, you know, during the day, sometimes I can, um, turn on, I like, uh, this is not ASMR specifically, but sometimes I like to listen to nature sounds and, it's, it's really, yeah, ASMR is really wonderful. Um, if you're anxious, for sure, I highly recommend. If you're stressed, ASMR, definitely you should listen to some um, recordings. 
um, it's calming. Yeah, I listen to uh, bird sounds in the morning. It's not ASMR, but uh, but I'll, I'll play bird sounds, and then occasionally I will listen to ASMR like euphoric sounds or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes people chewing the ASMR, people yeah. chewing like yeah. in real life. I don't like it, but for the 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 way it it sounds with ASMR, uh, can you tell what people with ASMR stands for? Because there's a lot of people who still don't know what it is. So, and uh, autonomous meridian, a autonomous sensory meridian response. Uh, that's what it stands for. Um, and just anyone who's listening in doesn't know what that is just google it's there's a lot video a lot a lot of videos on youtube um on my app i have some audio recordings asmr audio recordings so basically it's anything that's um even if it's like for example bird sounds if they're recorded with uh two microphones so it's like a 3d effect um can also be considered as asmr um, it's, it can, it can range anything from like whisper to sounds of, I don't know. Um, I've heard people slurping spaghetti, um, anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People crinkling paper. It, it's, it's yeah, really paper is popular. fascinating, uh, what people find soothing. And it helps so many people. Yeah. Which is amazing. There's um, even ASMR of people, uh, reading bedtime stories. Yeah. That's that's actually getting very popular. I love bedtime stories. There's a there's another app called Nothing Much Happens, and she tells these bedtime stories where nothing happens. I mean, like you know, she's she's taking you on a journey, maybe of like she's describing her walk to the coffee shop, but like nothing mm-hmm. happens. It's not like she goes to the coffee shop. Somebody comes in, tries to rob the coffee shop. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just she's just describing all the sensory things uh, that she experiences on the way to the coffee shop. And it's so soothing. I'm like just knocked out in a matter of of time. So you listen to bedtime stories at all or no? Uh, Sometimes, but not very often. Sometimes. Or even audiobooks? Are you, uh, you, you know, you said you don't, you don't read the the self help as much. But what's are yeah, I don't read. Anything? Yeah, uh, I like fiction, and I like to generally read um, the actual physical book. Um, yeah, or if it's a both an audio and a physical, but usually I just I just get um, like a go to Barnes and Noble or order on Amazon the books that I need or just uh, read on Kindle. I love a physical book because I like to highlight mm-hmm. and take notes. And I also love giving it away. Like there's just something, I don't give all my books away, but um, like the fiction books, uh, I, I, I just love, I just love the look on, I was on a plane once and I had finished the Rosie Project. And there was a, uh, was a, I think they were field hockey. It was a field, uh, women's field hockey team. And uh, I gave it to one of the girls. And, I mean, her face just lit up. And by the time the plane landed, she was like halfway through the book. So that's one of the things I love about the physical book is that you can give it away um, to someone. Or it even becomes a good conversation starter because I'm, uh, I'm s- such an introvert. Uh, surprisingly to some people. Um, but oftentimes when I am reading a book publicly, it'll spark up a conversation with someone and uh, and it's usually a good conversation. So I, I enjoy those for that reason. Why, why do you like the yeah. physical book? Uh, I, I like swiping pages, turning pages and, and it's a, it's a very different experience compared to, when you're listening to a book, I like having books. I like, I like gifting books as well. I've gifted a few books to my friends. Um, what, what are some books? Is there a book that you gift uh, more than others or is it always specific to the person? Uh, it really depends on the person. Um, it's hard because I gifted nonfiction books and also um, 
more like mystical books. Where one of my favorite books is uh, that I read quite a long time ago, but some of the messages there still resonate with me to this day. It's called um, Kibalion. How do you spell that? Uh, it's K uh, Y B A L uh, I. Uh, uh, oh, Kibalion. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's based on, um, it's ancient, uh, has some ancient wisdom. Um, and, uh, yeah. So sometimes I like to gift, uh, some mystical books or books on the topic of like, um, hypnotism or something like that. So I, it depends uh, on the person who I'm gifting the book to. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes I, I gift uh, fiction. It depends really. The, you said hypnotism. Do you, have you used that for anxiety? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm very interested in um, whenever there's the uh, sessions where you go and they try to um, unlock all your past lives. So that's very interesting. Because um, I'm very passionate about just, uh, as I mentioned, just understanding um, and getting knowledge of like what's beyond the veil. And like some people don't believe in past lives, but I do. <clears throat> So that's something that I'm very interested in. And whenever people have uh, some kind of very interesting uh, experiences when they're in a hypnotic state, um, I, it's called, I think, regression therapy. So that's very interesting to me. You, said, you, you said really, regression therapy? Yeah. Can you speak so, more about that? Yeah. So I don't know exactly how uh, hypnotherapists do that but the goal is to figure out what's the key and what's the reasoning behind some of the trauma that people experience in the daily lives so sometimes you can get all of a sudden very emotional and you don't know why like um, this has happened to me before where I was like, Oh, but this, I've never experienced this. This is weird. Like, is this really, does it really feel like it's related to my life at all? And I feel very emotional about it. So some people have, um, uh, trauma that they would like to work with and they go and, um, seek help through, um, hypnotherapy. And trying to solve that. Or you don't really have to do that necessarily. You can do that work on your own. Where you're trying to... Where you ask yourself questions in meditation. And just listen for answers. Because I'm a firm believer that you have all the answers within. But sometimes you need someone to help you get to those answers. So... To me, that's very interesting. And I honestly, I don't know exactly how hypnotherapists actually do that. Uh, what I can only speak uh, about is my personal experience and like how I've done certain things in meditation. Um, but yeah, that's possible to do. On your app, the Anxiety Reliever app, you have also binaural sounds. Yeah. Uh, do... Between the ASMR and the binaural, are, are, do they uh, have different effects? I mean, I, know, I understand they're both calming and soothing, but mm -hmm. do they do it in different ways. And can you talk about what binaural sounds are? So those are sounds that basically they were recorded for through very like uh, with a special microphone. So it's, it's going to feel like you are actually present next to the the ocean. It's it's a very immersive sound. Um, it's very like 3d sound. So it sounds really cool. Uh, it makes you feel like you get to be transported into a different place, even though you're in the comfort of your home. Um, <clears throat> and that's something that I love about sound. Sound can do that. So you can put on 
your headphones and listen to binaural recording and just like imagine yourself being on the beach. Um, it's going to be very helpful because again, the sound is, uh, is really great. So it feels like you are actually there. Yeah. Because the microphone is picking up different, um, frequencies, right. Of sound from right and the left ear. So actual, the, the microphone itself is called 3DO and it looks like two ears. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool design. So the recordings that come out of um, that microphone is, is very interesting. Binaural. I didn't, I didn't know that about binaural sounds. I, I listen to it daily when I'm reading or mm -hmm. uh, doing th something that um, uh, requires concentration, uh, reading, writing, um, some, sometimes working out, but usually it's more, uh, you listen to it more during uh, concentrative tasks. But when I do listen to binaural, I, I listen, usually listen to the study beats or mm -hmm. to help me sleep. And I didn't even realize they had like um, ocean sounds and you have relaxing sand sounds on yeah. there and uh, tranquility. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm going to, uh, check those out. I, I didn't know that about that. Is yeah. So go ahead. Is there anything in, in terms of, uh, techniques, tools, strategies, coping skills to relieve anxiety that we haven't discussed and, and that your app can help with? So the app, um, has recordings that, guide you through anxiety step by step. So you're going to feel like you feel supported and, and, uh, because you are supported. Um, hopefully you're going to feel like that by using the app. Cause I put so much love into it. Um, but it's, it's just feeling like this happens and, uh, here are the steps. Here's what you can do. I made sure things are very, very simple and they're broken down in, into pieces. Um, it's, it's all about, not resisting and suppressing. So that's the most important thing. Um, and becoming aware of your triggers, right? Sometimes you don't even know what your triggers are. Um, and uh, it can be a bit challenging because you have to go deeper within. Um, there are also cases where people feel anxiety because of some uh, physical disbalance. That's always uh, can be the case sometimes. So you have to always think about that. Um, and you really, the more aware you are of yourself, uh, the better, so the easier it's going to be for you to go through things. Um, non-judgment, big thing, because you can never overcome anxiety if you're going to continue fueling that anxiety. And the way you fuel the anxiety is by resisting it because all those feelings that feel so bad in the body, like all those emotions, like they just want to come out. It's, it's a clearing process. And if the person just tries to stuff them down, it's, it's not going to help. It's, it's going to make things so much worse. So, but again, if that happens to you, if you suppressed, that's okay. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Next time, try again. Like it shouldn't be, shouldn't be punishing yourself. You shouldn't be saying, Oh my gosh, look what you did. You suppressed again. You should have reacted differently. It's okay. Just let things be, you know, things you, you're doing a great job. Um, I think it's about just uh, also self love and just understanding, getting to the place where you feel like you can stay with yourself. Cause a lot of people feel like, Oh, I just cannot be with myself. And it's so fascinating to me because you have yourself, you are in the body. So it's important to stay and, and, uh, get acquainted <laughs> for some people. Uh, that's, that's the case where they feel so, um, distant from who they really are. Um, and just giving yourself time, patience and love, um, in pretty much unlimited amounts. There's, there's no limit to that. And, um, remember that things will pass. 
And if you, what can really help if you're experiencing a lot of anxiety in the moment, even if the mind is very foggy and thoughts are very overwhelming as well as emotions, you can repeat a mantra over and over. And with time, you're going to hear it louder and louder, and that will help to navigate through those situations. And actually in the app, I go deeper um, into that and, and person can listen to, to the recordings while they're experiencing anxiety. So I repeat the, the mantras there so, to help. Um, it's about understanding that you're never alone and uh, things will pass. And it's all about just releasing judgment, really. Madeline, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for taking the time and, and putting the effort into creating this app. So many people need it. Um, I'm going to be using it for sure. And, uh, and I've learned so much from this. Um, is there, thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, plug all your things. I mean, we have an, the Anxiety Reliever app, which is, uh, where can they get it? Uh, on the App Store and Google Play. If you type Anxiety Reliever, then, or you can go to, the easiest way is to go to anxietyreliever.app.com. Um, yeah, that'll take you directly to the site and you can choose if you want to find it on the App Store and Google Play. And uh, are you on Instagram? Where can people find you if they want to uh, reach out? And yeah, so you? I'm on Instagram, uh, Madeline Ferova. I'm on uh, and LinkedIn and Facebook, everywhere pretty much. And uh, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And I'll also have a link to uh, the book, The Kabbalion, A Study of the mm -hmm. Hermetic Philosophy of Ancient Egypt yeah. and Greece. Uh, mm -hmm. that'll be in the show notes, uh, as Madeline had, uh, referred to. And Madeline, last thing, I ask this of all the guests, uh, cause I always mm -hmm. feel like there's one person who's listening in who may be on the precipice of ending their life. Before you kill yourself, what would you say to that person? Hmm. I would say that things pass and no matter how bad you feel in the moment those feelings will dissipate and you are a being of love and light and life is incredible and beautiful and if you think that that uh, there is darkness around things will change and evolve and there is nothing more precious than life because life is an experience and you are loved by everybody, <laughs> by me. I love everybody. I feel connected to, to so many people. So uh, I know that whenever people are experiencing uh, suicidal thoughts, they think that no one understands them. No one supports them. They're all alone. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, it's not true. I, I, uh, feel love everybody and I'm sending those people so much love and I know they will get through that, whatever they're going through, they will get through that situation, experience, uh, moment, uh, despair. It's always about moving forward one step at a time and things will get better. Madeline, thank you so much for sharing that. And I also want to add, uh, as I was thinking about something you mentioned earlier, about the fact that you don't journal anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a good reminder to people that, um, you know, some of the strategies and tactics and skills and, 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 and coping methods uh, aren't permanent also. It, it's mm -hmm. sometimes, the, you know, like, uh, there's a time to journal. There's a time to meditate. There's a time to journal and meditate. And uh, it could come in and out of your life. So, you know, be open to the process. There are days where I meditate for five minutes. There are days where I meditate for an hour. So mm -hmm. 
be flexible and fluid and 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 uh and and in listening to your body in the present moment yeah. as to what do you need right now mm-hmm. um yeah. Madel- and just go with with your intuition that's what i would say Madel- when you, when you go get ahead. that answer <laughs> I was just saying, when, uh, whenever you ask yourself questions, just you know, people would try to overanalyze. I'm just saying, like, go with the intuition, go with the flow, and uh, yeah, asking yourself questions is a is a big part of it. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I've I've um, w- working on. Uh, I'm, I'm being more intentional about is asking myself uh, questions and asking myself better questions. Uh, because it, it keeps the dialogue going. Because a lot of times when I notice when I do feel anxious, uh, it, it can lead into distorted uh, uh, thinking. And when I start to ask myself questions, it really opens up uh, the dialogue and allows me to be non-judgmental and explore other options and uh, see a bigger picture. So you're so mm-hmm. right about asking yourself questions and and uh, and making sure you're asking yourself the right questions to explore it. So thank you, Madeline. Uh, Thank you. Thank you listeners for tuning in. Uh, Remember this podcast is not a substitute for you uh, going to therapy, for you getting coaching, for you meditating, for you putting in a work and being proactive. Uh, Listen to your body and we will talk to you soon.